Hello, hello, my name is Julia Trask. I am so excited that you've joined me here for an episode of The Impact of Mindset. This is where we real, really share real, raw stories about how high performance looks, what entrepreneurship feels like, and we share strategies and tips to make sure that your self-love, worth, confidence, and high performance is really the best it can possibly be. Essentially, this is the place where awareness is built, which of course is the foundation of building magnetic confidence. For those of you not engaged with me before, I am the owner, founder and coach of Magnetic Confidence based in Queensland, Australia. But I help people across the world. I've helped people in 10 countries to date and I'm really keen to continue doing that work. So if you love what you hear in this episode today, please do go ahead Take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, tag me at magnetically underscore confident and share the good news, share what you learned. I'd love to hear what you learned in this particular episode and be able to see how it's impacting other people as well because that's what I thrive off in what I do in my business. I love seeing that I'm helping people out and um, that spurs me on. So thank you so much for tuning on in. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can look out for other people. As part of October in Australia, we have uh, Australian Mental Health Month. One of the parts of Mental Health Month is focusing on how we can look out for each other. I've already done a podcast episode on how we can focus on looking forward to things and how we can look up and be positive in our life. And so I'm really keen to share this with you about how we can look out for each other because I think there are a lot of barriers that stop us to being that person that can be that support network for somebody else and so I would like to pull away some of that I guess baggage or perceptions that we might have that stop us um, so that we can get to the beautiful meatiness of being able to just be there for somebody else and experience how beautiful it is when someone lets us in to their vulnerability, when we can be vulnerable with them and how amazing and authentic conversation and an authentic relationship really is because it's very, very different to hiding things from other people. So I'm going to share a few tips with you about uh, that today. So I'm going to just get stuck straight on in. If you would like to take some notes, feel free to get pen and paper or just use your notes on your mobile phone and um, take advantage of this right now. I really hope that through what you listen to in this episode today, you're going to take it away with you and use it and implement it on a daily basis because as a confidence coach and someone that's really, really very much a health and well-being warrior, I am focused on teaching people how to look out for other people because sadly I've experienced in my life people take their life too soon I've experienced people who come to me telling me that they don't feel like they love or value themselves at all um, and they're not far from trying to take their life for example um, they don't feel like they're worth anything unless they're doing everything for everybody else um, and they feel lost and they feel sad and they're morbidly unhappy. And being able to share this with you so that you can become, I guess, like a voice for how to help people 
know who they can be connected with, know how they can feel like they're being supported when they feel in these raw states is so important to me because I think I've already lost too many people that I know um, that either I've known in my previous job as a teacher or I've known um, through others as well that have lost their own lives um, or become unwell because of these these things so it's really important to get it right and especially business owners as leaders it is your duty of care to get this right and i am incredibly passionate about that if there's anything you want to get my being a bonnet about i will hammer this home to you over and over and over again if you do not know how to look after other people you cannot be a leader in business you cannot be a leader in any organization because it is your job to do what I'm talking about today really effing well. It was really hard for me not to full on swear then, by the way. <laughs> so how do we look out for each other? Well, a couple of things. First of all, we need to be aware that how someone responds to things or processes things looks very different to us. And we might see somebody responding to a situation like how we do and we know yeah I can help them because I know what that's like I can see them you know they're getting angry like I get angry or they're crying like I'm crying but sometimes people are completely opposite from the way in which we respond sometimes people are silent sometimes people stop doing their work sometimes people reduce their performance in their job Sometimes people check out. In other, words, in other words, they go from being someone who's really about the team, really about other people, to not caring. Sometimes people just change their appearance. And they suddenly look a little bit unkempt. Or the opposite. Overdo things to compensate. And so we need to be really aware that how people are behaving and what they're doing is very, very different. Some people take days off work and that keeps happening in a pattern that doesn't actually look like a pattern. For example, a lot of bosses think that Monday and Fridays are the times where people are trying to signal to us that they don't like their job. No, it's usually that they want work-life balance. Often people that are not doing well will be taking random different days off at different points in time because they're trying to keep their health in check. And so my point here is by sharing all of those different potential ways people might respond is there is no one way for how someone can showcase where their mental health is at. Probably the most difficult way is when people don't show it at all. And I know about this because I have been one of them. <laughs> and there are a lot of people like me out there that can do this really well, that can put on a face really well. And no one knows how they're actually feeling until they do one of those other things. And we need to be really aware of that. Now, high performers often fit into this category why? Because high performers, they know how to get stuff done. 
They know how to help other people. They know how to use their initiative. They know how to ask for change in their work. They know how to do so many things. They are usually what the people describe as being strong and they don't often ask for help. But when they do, they damn well need it. And so the challenge is for us to notice that we haven't checked in with those people, perhaps. We haven't checked in with those high performers because they are even outshining other people generally, even when they're not quite at the peak that they would normally be at. We need to check in with them. We need to see how they're going, what's happening. We need to notice those times you know, when we notice those times where they're not having lunch with other people, we need to be asking them what's happening there, what's going on there, or when they're removing themselves from situations, whatever it might be, we need to pay attention to that. And and real small nuances as well, which are a lot harder to grasp for people, but changes in tones of voice. Now, when we're pretty relaxed we allow our vocal cords to also be pretty relaxed. When we are really stressed, we show it with the frown on our, frown lines on our eyes, um, on our eyes um, above our eyebrows. But we also express tension in our voice. We find that we have less change in our tonality in our voice. Uh, we also have less change in our pitch. And so we need to think about, am I hearing the same sort of kind of monotone? Am I hearing the same kind of actual sounds of somebody's voice? Because that tiny bit of awareness about that might indicate that a high performer is not doing well. And then we need to ask those questions. Now we have Are You OK Day. It was back in September, of course. Um... It's important that we know what conversations to have with people, what kind of questions to ask. You know, I haven't checked in with you for a while. Are you going okay? But it's also important for these to be really regular conversations because if they're not, that's when people who are really switched on, which are typically all our high performers, will go, hang on a minute, they can tell something's up with me and I don't like that, so they'll shut down more or... Even more confusing, they'll make their mask even shine brighter, which means you've got no dang clue what's going on. So it can't be this once-off check-in. It can't be systematic either. And that's the challenge for business owners and for corporate leaders, for example. Because if you're being systematic and saying, we're going to check in on every Monday, now it's not genuine anymore. Now it's routine. Now, from a business owner's point of view, they might think, well, I want to check in frequently, but I, I need to have some kind of structure. Well, then make a haphazard structure that at least comes across as being more authentic than we're doing it every single Monday with every single person. Because then that means that the person you're talking to is not unique. You know, change the cycle as well too. Be really aware of what structures you've set up for people to think that they're being listened to. 
be really aware so that they move from people thinking that they're being listened to to people knowing that they're being listened to and then actually listen. Look out for each other by having regular contact with friends as well to notice when they're being quiet. So you can use some of the things I've already talked about. You know, I think we're so often aware of when friends are talking and what's going on. And sometimes we use Facebook as, as suggesting to us that we know what's going on in someone's life, but it's not. It's the highlight reel. And we even talk about it as being in the highlight reel, but yet we still meet up with people and say, oh, this is what's been going on with, with you in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it's a bit of a bugbear. It's like, you don't know anything that's going on in my life. You've seen a photo, you've read the caption, you've remembered that mentally in your mind, but you haven't actually asked me anything about what's going on. And so we mustn't think that just because we've engaged in someone's Facebook feed, that means that we've showed them that we cared for them, that we looked out for them. We have to do the old-fashioned stuff of making the phone call, of organising a coffee, of going for a walk together, going out for dinner, of having a, dare I say, play date, but, you know, going doing something fun together. We have to make sure that we're doing that. How can we look out for people that we don't know? Now, some people like to do this formally by volunteering, and that's fine, but I'm a firm believer in the fact that you should do things that you know you're not going to get any recognition for. And that has a greater impact on a greater number of people. So for me, I think one of the greatest things that you can do to look out for other people that would improve their mental health is to say hello and to engage in conversation when they start it. There's a lot of people when you go for a walk, don't say hello. Yet you can say, hey, how are you? And they will talk back. And some people won't and that's fine. And it might take a few walks going the same direction before they actually finally say, hey, how are you? But the point is you did it, not that they responded. And they can associate with you that you were somebody who, if they happen to see on that walk or whatever, and they happen to, I don't know, roll their ankle or something occurred, they could connect with you because guess what? You've had openness, you had a welcoming spirit, and you were kind. And that's really important. And I think if people want to have a chat, we need to, where we can, which I think is more often than not, if people are honest with themselves, be open to having that chat. One of my favorite chats that I had this year was actually with a a couple of old ladies at my local pool. They were getting ready to do like an arthritis swimming class. And I was having a spa um, to help out my legs. I'd just been doing a mental health challenge um, doing laps for life back in March and these ladies were telling me about what their life was like when they were my age and the sports they used to do and then these two old ladies found out that they'd been friends for like 20 years and neither of them knew about that younger life of each other's and it started a whole different conversation about what went on and I shared about some of my stuff and they shared about theirs and we had commonalities even though there was like 40 years difference plus between us And it was beautiful. And now I could have sat in that spa bath and went, yeah, those those two old ladies there. There's nothing we can share about here or talk about here at all whatsoever. So I'll just sit here and be quiet. Or I can go, there's an opportunity. And also maybe those older ladies haven't talked to anyone this week. And I don't have to have a full on conversation with them. I don't. I mean, I did, but I could just say, hey, how are you? And ask a couple of brief questions and see where it leads. Now, 
I'm a confidence coach. I'm very bubbly and outgoing. So a lot of people that know me personally, not just professionally, know that I do just strike up conversations with random people. And that has not always been a thing that I've done, but it uh, but has become a learned practice. And I'm very comfortable doing it. So I did have a good yarn and a good chat. But the more you do these little things, the more that you'll both help other people look out for them, improve their mental health, and also improve your confidence. So it is honestly a really, really good win for you. And a very, very good win for other people. Social connectedness is the biggest determinant of a long life. Now, no one wants to live a long life if they're lonely. But of course, if we're socially connected, having fun, talking, connecting with people of all different generations as well, then we're going to want to stick around. Even if our husband or our wife has passed away when we're 80. And we need to be thinking about those things. We need to be thinking about what's going on for other people and connecting to them about that. And if they are in those conversations, and I think this is the most important thing, sometimes in conversations with strangers, they say, you know, this has been happening. We need to then say, well, hang on a minute, I've got my mobile phone, and how about I help you with finding out who can assist you with that? It's interesting because when I lived in London back in 2015, I was getting really sick of the negativity that I was experiencing on the train and... For people that have lived in London or those that are listening from London or the UK at the moment, you'll know that the UK, a lot of people talk about SADS and to be honest, I probably need an episode on that, but they talk about the lack of sunlight having a negative impact on their mood and I laughed and said that's an excuse for not controlling your mood, which to be honest, I agree still, but it did impact me not seeing sunlight having come from a country where sunlight is constant pretty much and I decided that instead of arguing or being frustrated with it or wanting things to change that I couldn't fundamentally change that would put a different energy out into the world and so I did random acts of kindness on tube trains and overland trains because I lived in Greenwich at the time and I still remember one lady um, at the Greenwich station who I needed a pen and she asked people and they didn't talk to her. And I was like, man, I've got 15 in my bag because I'm a writer. Like writing is what I do when I want to just chill out. So I pulled out one and gave it to her and, and she said, I'll, I'll give it back to you. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's like 10 pence. Like why would I give a crap about 10 pence? And she was like, Oh, bless you. You're like a a child from child of God. You're a gift. And 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 I thought to myself, it's 10 pence, like it's 20 Australian cents, if that. Honestly, this is not a hard thing for me to do. But the more and more I committed to random acts of kindness and tube trains and overland trains in London, the more I realised that this is really um, not a common practice. And people are so not used to having people be kind to them because they're afraid of people that are different or maybe people that will hurt them in London. And it became more more apparent of the need to do it as um, the terrorist threat became higher, to be completely honest. 
So to give you a bit of an understanding, I lived in London end of 2011, 2012, and we had like a maybe a medium threat of um, terrorist activity. Hardly any guns on the street by authorities. And when I moved back in 2015, there was lots of people that were, you know, at... Uh, museums and uh, royal houses and things like that that had significant firearms on them and it was quite a shock to me because it wasn't like that just three years before and the terrorist rating had become you know most most likely to occur pretty much extreme and then most likely to occur and it changed things because there was a real fear around people helping each other and what that was going to result in. And I think there's a lot of history associated with that um, and modern day history associated with that. So people are quite wary of, of who they talk to, etc. But the power of that change and being that positive influence was really nice to see. And it really changed my day as well. I remember a guy who was going, he was um, on the Jubilee line going, from Canary Wharf into the, into the centre of the city and he was off for a date and he had bought a Coke to keep his energy up and he spilt the Coke all over his suit and I happened to have baby wipes um, as like a antibacterial thing in my handbag and I said to him, you know, like, do you want a baby wipe? And he goes, really? I'm like, well, yeah, like, you're seriously not going to go with Coke all over you, are you? Like, if I've got it, what's the hassle of me just giving it to you? And Again, he was very, very appreciative and um, and grateful that I lent it to him. And then he told me, yeah, I've got a date. Like, I'd look like a right mess if I didn't have this sorted. I shouldn't have opened my Coke on the tube. I'm like, mate, I'm not judging you on that. I just, I don't care about the mess. I just think it'd feel horrible if you spilt Coke on yourself. <laughs> and he was like, oh, thanks. Thanks very much. And... When we do things like that, random acts of kindness, I think the best thing I've seen since the pandemic has come out is the kindness pandemic that's on Facebook. Sharing things in there that spur on people's reminder of how we care for each other, how we can look out for each other is so important. But we also need to be in a... Um, we need to be wary of doing it in a place where we're not going to get public recognition we're just going to be helping that one person or those two people and possibly never see them again and making sure we help them with where they're at with what they need right now is really important other ways that we can look out for each other i'm going to i'm going to say active listening because active listening is so important not fidgeting not waiting to say something not prejudging a person just shutting our mouth and listening and it's an art form for many people because we've just learnt listening so we have to practice it we have to get better at it and that can be a bit of a challenge but we can practice with people that we know close to us we can do it as an exercise. If we're a business owner, we can choose to do it as an exercise as part of our staff meetings where we test each other's active listening skills. Because 
Active listening is one way people will feel like they're not heard and not being heard, especially when you have any mental health issues, is a really big issue within itself. It causes a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of reactions. Very hard to respond in a way that you would like to when you just wanted to tell someone something, get something out to make you feel better and you're not being heard. And I think the final thing is really important, but certainly not less, um, like more important than the other things I've mentioned. However, the significance is slightly higher for people who are leaders. You need to upskill if you don't know how to look after people. If you don't know, what am I going to do when someone's having a mental health crisis? Like if someone's depressed, if someone can't talk about things, if someone shuts down, if you don't know what to do, you need training. And I am talking about, yes, you need training as a professional. Yes, you need training as an individual just going about everyday life because you are going to meet people, whether they're your family, whether it's your people in your your relationship, whether it's your husband, your wife, um, whether it's your kids, whether it's your kid's school teacher, <laughs> um, a whole host of people who have something they are struggling with. And to be able to assist them, sometimes you need to learn more about it. And we can't really know how to be there for other people without improving this. And the first way to improve how we look out for other people is to learn Social emotional intelligence. Learn how people have come to do things based on their conditioning that they've had growing up, or what they've been role model to, why they act the way that they act. Learn some of those things. Don't have to do a psychology course, but learn some of the basic things, some of the fears that people have, and you'll get to see how people view life differently and why you need to give them grace and mercy. And it's the same for learning about, you know, other cultures and other religions and being mindful of our judgments that we already have when we're going to go and assist somebody else because that might stop us from being able to help someone. And we need to be very aware of that. We need to be very aware of things that we may have said that may stop us from being someone that can look out for another person in a kind way. We might unintentionally package ourselves as a person that looks out for certain type of people only. And that would be a shame because what we might have to share may be far better than the help that somebody could get from who is in their immediate circle. And we need to keep that in mind. And probably last but not least, I would say is that people don't choose who they disclose information to. They just disclose it. If people feel safe with you, they will disclose information to you because they feel safe. And we need to be aware of the fact that They're not coming up and saying, oh, Jules, I'm going to choose to share this information with you because you're a confidence coach. No, they're going, hey, you talked to me. You said hello to me once. So I'm going to 
ask you if you can talk to me about this thing that's going on with me because I know that you potentially will at least listen and so I'm going to try and that's really really important to remember that if we say to someone we don't have the time if we say to someone don't talk to me without supporting them or if we push them off to another service and don't say hey you can come back and talk to me after you've been to that service if you like then we've missed an opportunity to let them know that we really value them as that support person for us i hope you really love this episode thank you so much for listening and please do share a review um telling us what you've loved about what you've heard today look after yourself look out for others and enjoy your life ciao